0: So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com.
1: This show is supported by generous listeners like you through our Patreon. This episode was underwritten by the Tamsin G Association and Surreptitious Hugger Mugger Foundation. To learn more about ways to support Oh My Dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers, you can visit ohmydollar.com support. Welcome to
0: Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Carbake
1: I'm your producer, Will Romy.
0: Will, it's almost the end of 2018.
1: Just crazy.
0: 2018 <laughs> has been approximately 9,000 years long. Did you know there was an Olympics this year? That was in 2018. Wow. (laughs) The whole Tide Pod thing was in February.
1: All right. So, yeah. Wow.
0: There's a lot that's been happening this year.
1: Wild.
0: (laughs) It's been a long year. Uh, That was this year. It's just... I just can't even. (laughs) So, things you might want to think about when you are looking at the end of the year. There are some things that are... so. The end of December thirty first ends up being a tax deadline for a couple things, but also I'm just really into kind of reviewing my finances at the turn of the year, uh, because you know it's a nice it's a nice time period to have non messy yeah, paperwork, a nice for. round yeah. interval. Yeah, yeah, and you know I'm one of those people that's like actually really into New Year's resolutions and goals, so. Um, I thought I would give you some actionable to do's to do before the end of the year, not to make you feel like to pile on, but just to give you some things to think about as you kind of head into the new year. So the first is to review your charitable giving priorities. Um, if you, This is important. If you're going to itemize your tax deduction, you do need to get those donations in by December 31st. Um, majority of individual donations to nonprofits come in during December of, of the year. Yeah, that um, makes sense. But this is where things are different than previous years. So if you're one of those people that's always, like, waited till 10 p.m. on December 31st to make all your charitable donations for the year, uh-huh. um, please remember that due to the tax reform that passed, the standard deduction this year is now doubled. So it is now $12,000 up from 6350 So $12,000 means that that is the deduction that um, you will need to have enough things to itemize to be over that amount.
1: Oh, so a lot. Okay. So, so it's you're really have to gone throw up throw a, lot a lot of money at your local radio station. Yeah, and if
0: you are a married filer, it is 24,000 uh up from 12,700. So the new tax plan also, in addition to that, limits the deduction for state income and real estate taxes to 10000 So it used to be that previously, if you owned a house and you lived in a high-state tax state like Oregon, mm-hmm. um, and you had a decent income, then it was very likely that you would itemize your taxes because you were able to write off those state and local taxes, and you could write off your mortgage interest deduction. Right,
1: but not now. Um,
0: you can do that, but now it's limited. Because of these changes, uh, the 45 million taxpayers in the U.S. who itemize deductions on their Schedule A, is what it's called, It's very possible that they will not be doing so anymore. Um, And because of this, your charitable deductions don't really need to be made by this arbitrary December 31st deadline that a lot of people need to approach. That being said, I'm still a big fan of charitable giving, as we've talked about a lot on the show. And so if it is part of your goals, it's nice to get it in by the end of the year just because uh, a lot of nonprofits rely on this end-of-year giving. Mm -hmm. And um, so they – I, I, there are many, many nervous fundraisers out there concerned that this tax reform is going to impact.
1: It's true. I know some of them. Yeah.
0: For... <laughs> <laughs> some of them might even be in this building of this nonprofit right now, radio yeah. station right now. Um, and so that's item number one, review your charitable deductions. Number um, one. You, you may want to, you know, do a little gaming out trying to figure out if we're going to itemize or not. Um, if you have not signed up for health insurance yet- Number um, two. Is number two- <laughs> Get signed up. Um, this show will air on December 12th and December 15th in most states is the deadline for signing up for coverage via the state exchanges for 2019. Um, Obviously, if you have health care through work or through a partner or a parent, this is not for you. But if you are planning to get it from your state exchange, uh, you can't really put it off much longer. Um, there are slightly different deadlines in certain states. For example, California has an extension into January uh, 15th nice. of next year. Um, but. Sign up for health insurance. It's really important. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I finished my application, but I have yet to actually go through and choose the health plan. I, but I certainly intend to have this done by the time this show will air.
0: After an entire month of coverage on the show about health insurance, when I finally went to sign up, I ended up screwing it up and had to call them. <laughs> and it took them 30 minutes on the phone to fix it. Oh, my God. Um, because essentially it like it was trying not to activate till February. So... Um, But I am, once again, getting a really high subsidy, so I am not paying that much.
1: Uh, I'm probably going to try to find the one that looks like the one I had this year. Awesome. But, yeah, more on that when I do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We, We look forward to the update on your health insurance, Will. All right. Number three, if you have not reached your goal for retirement contributions this year, either in your IRA or your 401k or 403b or pension, now is the time to stuff them full. Even with just two weeks left in the year, you can do a higher percentage of your paycheck for the last couple weeks of the year if you just talk to whoever is your retirement plan administrator at work.
1: Oh, interesting. So you you don't have to stick with the percentage. Yeah, you can change
0: your percentage. So you can even up Hmm. it. um, uh, Some of them will let you do 100%. Obviously, you still have to pay some taxes. So 100% of your paycheck won't go in. Um, even though it's pre-tax, you still, you don't get out of certain kinds of taxes. Oh, One of those being that's interesting. Social Security is not. Um, so, uh, but, you know, you can up it. You could do 50% of your paycheck or something. This is uh, particularly good if you've got a little bit of a buffer in your uh, account and you're trying to reach that goal.
1: Right. Just uh, fill it up for the year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, you also, if you're someone who gets is in a field where you get a year-end bonus, Um, usually you can have a different allocation of how much of that goes towards your retirement. And um, bonuses are often taxed at a different rate depending on your tax bracket um, and at a higher rate generally. So you could consider sending all or part of your bonus towards a retirement. Um, And this can Hmm. be really awesome if you're not betting on that bonus to meet basic needs or other kinds of goals. Um, It's essentially extra money. And so you can just, you know, pad it in your retirement account Um, and so usually there's a form that you can fill out or sometimes you can just talk to the HR person and say hey my bonus I want to send 100% of it to my retirement if you have an IRA which is individual retirement account or arrangement is the technical term but if you have an IRA, you're in charge of the administration. You don't have to go through work usually. And mm-hmm. um, you can just send an extra one-time contribution. Usually those are, um, I have mine set up on auto pay, uh, but I can go into the website and actually send some extra money. The uh, Remember that the maximum that you can send to uh, a, co- a combination of any amount of IRAs that you have. Yeah. Other than a simple IRA, is five thousand five hundred. So if you have a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, or um, you know you have one through work and one that you set up yourself before you started that job, it's still the maximum that you contribute is five thousand five hundred in a year. Um, unless you're over the age of fifty, then you can do an extra thousand bucks. Okay. Um, what is important to know is just make sure if you're in the opposite situation where you're like, oh crap. I actually contributed too much because I didn't realize it. Um now is the time to take some out. Don't have to worry about it, just pay regular taxes. Right. So on you're it. just
1: kinda of trying to get the hatches battened down and make sure everything is right. Yeah. Um <laughs> tidy.
0: And Remember that any traditional 401k or traditional IRAs lower your adjustable gross income, which is your taxable income. So this can be really helpful if you want to reduce the amount of taxes you pay. This is also true if you get healthcare subsidies on the exchange, since the amount of subsidies you get is based off your adjusted gross income. So for me... I try to max out my traditional IRA because that lowers my adjustable gross income and increases the amount of subsidy I get and lowers the amount of taxes I pay. So max that baby out if it's part of your priorities and goals for the year. And if you don't manage to get around to your IRA by December 31st, don't worry too much. You can still make contributions up till tax day next year in April.
1: Oh, okay. So um, so not not... So that doesn't just switch over at the end of the year. It's not a hard deadline.
0: It is for your um, 401k, but it is not for your IRA. So um, what you can do is just toggle and you need to tell it to be a prior year contribution when you make that um, next year. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Next thing, the same applies for a health savings account. If you are using a health savings account to lower your taxable income, We've talked about these plenty before. Uh, Then you need to make those contributions before the end of the year if you have not maxed that out and you are planning on it. Um, One thing to remember is HSAs are not the same as flexible spending accounts, otherwise known as FSAs. It's very confusing because they both have to do with healthcare and they have SA at the end of their name. (laughs) But they are, in fact, very different. Flexible spending accounts are... often don't roll over and so oh. our next account next thing is if you do have an FSA through- go to
1: the doctor real quick
0: yeah um, <laughs> use, use the benefits <laughs> that you have been you've been putting off using for example I got a, a new pack of contacts while I still had vision benefits and spent some FSA money on it um, a lot of people have FSA money they need to use up it's a great time to get glasses if you mm-hmm. wear glasses with your FSA money or spend money on over-the-counter medications or supplements. Um, or get a last minute tooth cleaning (laughs) if that's (laughs) one of the things that you want to do. Um, depending on the FSA, money may disappear at the stroke of midnight on December 31st. Some, however, offer a grace period where you're allowed to use the money for a certain period of time after year end. And others will let you keep $500 and have it roll over to the next year. You need to check your specific plan. Don't assume that it's all the same. Makes what it I will suck s- if it vanished. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, it sucks because it's, um especially if your work put money in the FSA for you, it's free money. You might as well go use it. Um, you can stock up on things like condoms. Um, they've kind of restricted what you can use it for but you used to be able to use it on things like ergonomic chairs for your office Um, so figure out
1: what you can buy with what's left in it and do it yeah yeah Yeah.
0: go get a massage (laughs) go get a medical massage and uh, you can put that on an fsa so you know try to use those up before the end of the year or the end of your grace period all right number five Take some time to review your financial records. I know this is like the Mm -hmm. most boring action item, Uh, but I really think goals are an important part of working on your money and, you know, goals don't have to be the same for everyone. So one way that I like to review my financial records is um, one thing is to check in on all your student loans and other credit accounts, see where they're at, maybe even put them in a spreadsheet if that's the kind of thing that you're into. Um, And uh, the other thing I like to do is I like to see how much I spent in different budget categories. For example, every year I seem to end up spending about an average of $50 a month on clothing, which feels really high and I never want to admit to myself, but... Uh, I don't spend $50 every month, but when I average it out, that's about what I end up spending. I get one or two expensive pieces, uh, and then, you know, a bunch of socks and stuff like that. Uh, Uh, So I always convince myself I won't spend that much, but when I do the year-end review, I realize it averages out to $50 a month. So I've ended up figuring out it's worth just baking that into my budget.
1: Right, so tweaking your formula based on how things actually happened over the year.
0: Another thing to look at is this is a great time to look at your recurring subscriptions. Um, So have you failed to use your title membership or are you still paying for extra phone storage but you actually switch providers so you're like paying $2 a month for extra phone storage and you don't even use that type of phone anymore. Um, So just looking through your subscriptions, having a conversation with yourself about whether you still value what they're getting out of them.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good thing to do this time of year.
0: If you haven't been tracking your expenses all year, which obviously we talk about a lot on the show, but if you haven't been doing it and you kind of want to spend half an hour loading all your data into Mint, which is totally free, so you can set up some automatic connections and get your all your historical data from this year in, that Mm -hmm. will get you some helicopter-level data on your finances. Obviously, it's not as great as kind of keeping a more granular budget, but it's at least going to be able to tell you, like, oh, you do spend $80 a month on gas. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And so that will help you kind of figure out next year. It might help you figure out some places where you can cut spending. It might help you set some student loan payoff goals or help you figure out some savings goals for next year. And the last thing that you should do before the end of the year, which mm-hmm. is the most technical and the most boring. Fun. Figure out your tax <laughs> withholding.
1: <laughs> so say more about that. So
0: here's the thing is our tax years, other than for businesses, they um, they factor into a January through December timeline. And because of that, that means when you file your taxes, if you get money back or you owe money, that is based on how you were doing your tax withholding during the year prior. Mm-hmm. So tax withholding, how it's calculated, is quite simply when you fill out that form when you first get hired on the on the day where you first get hired and you've got like a massive pile of paperwork, and one of those paperworks is a kind of boring tax form that you've seen before. Yeah, and you have to fill in a bunch of zeros or ones, and you're like, not a 100 percent sure you did it right? Uh-huh. Yes, I never am.
1: <laughs> that, that
0: is the tax withholding. Um, and one thing to look look at is like, hey, did I am I going to get a bunch of money back? Did that mean I was lending money to the government all year? Um, Maybe I should lower my tax withholding for next year so that they don't owe me money. Um, Or if you're really stressed out because every April you end up having to pay the IRS some money because your withholding wasn't high enough, then you can adjust your withholding for next year. So if you kind of have that feeling every April where you're like, "Eh, I don't like the end result of doing my taxes. Mm -hmm.
1: You mean time... I don't just have to wait around until the next April no. to go that way again? No,
0: it's... no. You can you can adjust your withholding and kind of change that. So I think it's a great time to do it. Um, I linked to some resources for uh, kind of figuring out and calculating your tax withholding. Uh, that can be helpful for kind of figuring out things. Um And I didn't really mention it because it doesn't apply to everybody, but if you do have some 1099 income, so you own a small business or you do some freelancing, Mm -hmm. um, December 31st, as long as that is your business's tax year, which is standard for most people. Yeah,
1: unless you're doing something weird and you probably know about it.
0: Right. And you are on a cash-based accounting system, which Mm -hmm. the vast majority of small businesses and freelancers are. Uh um, You will know if you have an accrual-based accounting system, which is
1: what- Right, because you would have done something to have made that- chosen that
0: hopefully you didn't just randomly choose it um and so if you have cash-based accounting december 31st is the deadline to um buy things that to, the, to mm. as business expenses so if you are worried that maybe you are going to owe too much taxes
1: go ahead and buy you a... <laughs> can you
0: can load up on things before the end of the tax year um so you know an example of that would be investing in equipment so mm-hmm. atvs new, new <laughs> ATVs are actually complicated because cars depreciate, so it's a little different. Um, that was a
1: bad example. I don't, I don't even work in an ATV related field. <laughs> a laptop field.
0: is an excellent example. You could, <laughs>
1: example. you can
0: actually depreciate your laptop, but I usually don't recommend it because their lifespan isn't long enough to make depreciating make sense. Which would essentially hmm. mean that you would um, deduct only the amount that they go down in value each year, right. rather than the whole amount at the time that you buy them. Usually, I, I, for most people, it makes sense to do the whole amount at the time that you buy them, rather than depreciating. Um, And so this can be really helpful. The big thing to know is if you don't have a lot of 1099 income or you have a lot of expenses and you are also claiming a uh, claiming the self-employed health care deduction, Uh which we've mentioned before in the show, you cannot go negative based on your expenses. So let's say you have five thousand dollars of 1099 income and you go buy a two thousand dollar laptop and then you are deducting part of your rent and that adds up to $2000 and then you have $1000 of uh meals business meals where you're dining out right you cannot deduct your expenses all the way down into a negative number so if that stops at zero right it stops at zero you can take a loss on your business but you can, if you have a loss you cannot take the health, the self-employed health insurance deduction so I just see. be aware of that hmm. um Run the numbers. See what works. (laughs) Yeah, run the numbers. I mean it it, it's kind of six of one, half dozen the other, um, one way or the other, but it's you can't claim both at the same time. You can't claim a loss and also the self employed health insurance deduction, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but whatever, our tax code is complicated. Doesn't make a ton of sense. (laughs) I wouldn't have a job if our tax code was simple. So uh yeah, that's those are some things that you can do as you prep to move into the new year. Anything else you want to recommend people do, Will?
1: uh tell us what we forgot tell us what else you're doing at the end of the year i'd love to hear what other people's
0: yeah are you doing any kind of wrap
1: up is old years wrap up
0: old years wrap up what are you doing before you transition into the new year and i would love to hear if you've got a resolution for 2019 related to your money are you gonna save more money are you gonna travel more are you gonna buy some socks without holes in them like me i should do that what are you gonna do
1: my little brother just bought uh, six pairs of the same sock, and I'm kind of jealous. Yeah,
0: that's really smart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sock envy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think once we've gotten a sock envy, that is time to wrap the show. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer is Will Romy. Our intro music is by Aaron Paraki, and I'm Lillian bake your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't make. Manage-